0: listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. Well, good morning. Good morning. Happy May. Is it May Long? Yes, happy May Long. Part not Christmas, Sean, unless you want to bring me a gift, then yes, it is Christmas. (laughs) Take... (laughs) talk about the Holy Spirit again this morning. um, We talked about the Holy Spirit and who He is to us last week. And this week we're going to talk about cultivating a relationship with the Holy Spirit and what that looks like. So um, first of all, just a a little recap from last week. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. and, And this is really important to how we look at him a lot of times we look at him as um a power or 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 a or a feeling you know we'll walk away from something and be like oh the holy spirit moved and, and we we reduce him down to a movement um or or just speaking in tongues but the holy spirit is a person Uh, We talked about him being teacher, guide, comforter, friend, convictor. He empowers, he produces, he fills, he gives wisdom and revelation. And he's an advocate. He's always, he's a friend, a comforter. That's who the Holy Spirit is. And he lives inside of us. And the crazy thing is, is so many times in, in this life that we actually go looking for things outside of the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit actually is what we're looking for. Yes. We're, we're, we're trying to seek things or find things or, or just looking for things to fill voids or do all those things. It's like, oh, but that's actually what the Holy Spirit does. That's what He does. Um, the Holy Spirit is the solution for everything. Remember we said this last week, there is not a question that you have that the Holy Spirit does not have an answer for. And he is your friend and he lives inside of you. There is not a question that you have that the Holy Spirit doesn't have an answer for and he lives in you. He is a person. So now that we've talked about who the Holy Spirit is, we're gonna talk about cultivating and activating a relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is an absolute necessity to Christian living, to living a Christian life. You need the Holy Spirit to teach you, to guide you, to lead you. You, you need to be in communion with him. But you have to see him as a person. He cannot be an experience, a force, a power, a dove, a shaking, a crying. He may do those things, but he is a person. Um, I heard this example and I like this. Uh, Using um, tongues, oftentimes we equate the Holy Spirit as tongues, as speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues is a gift that the Holy Spirit gives. It is not the Holy Spirit. It's the gift he gives. So. Jarrett gave me this iPad for my birthday. It is a gift from Jarrett, but it is not Jarrett. Right? And so um, I'm going away and I'm going to take my iPad with me, but Jarrett is not coming with me. I do not have Jarrett with me. I have a gift of Jarrett with me. I could not talk to Jarrett for a long time and I still have the use of the gift, but, I, but that doesn't mean that I have an amazing relationship with Jarrett. It's two separate things. So tongues is a gift, but it's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person. Have I said that enough? The Holy Spirit, Angelina, (laughs) yes. The Holy Spirit is a person. God loves, Jesus gives grace, and the Holy Spirit fellowships. The Holy Spirit fellowships. Now we said he's comforter, he's advocate, he's friend, but Holy Spirit fellowships with us. That's what he does. He loves to fellowship with us. Fellowship is like conversations back and forth. I talk to him. He talks to me all day long. That's how the relationship with the Holy Spirit goes. If there is no fellowship, no attention, or no affection given, it is as though we are worlds apart. And it's like this, it's like Jarrett and I, or any marriage relationship, we can live in the same house together. We can sleep in the same bed together. We can be close in proximity, but yet still be worlds apart. Come on, you marriage people know what I'm talking about when you stop talking to each other and you're laying in bed like, don't touch me, right? No, am I the only one? Uh Uh-oh. That's never happened to me, I've heard people say. You know, where you're like, mm, and then they like kind of put their leg out just a little bit and you're like, nope. <laughs> 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 just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> but the, it can be like that with the Holy Spirit where he's, he, he's living in you and you're living together, but there's no fellowship. You're not talking together, so you are worlds apart. We feel like that. You can have relationship with the Holy Spirit, which comes when you receive Jesus into your life. The Holy Spirit comes and you have relationship with Him, but it doesn't mean you have fellowship with Him. It doesn't mean you have intimacy with Him. Um, Another example is um, when you live with your parents. You're living at home with your parents and you're living in the same house. And, and you can eat dinner together and, and you can have some pleasantries, but you can be living a whole other life and your parents know nothing about it. But you're sharing the same place. So that can be with life with the Holy Spirit. And the reason that we're talking about this is to make us aware that you have the Holy Spirit in you. And he is like, hey, I wanna have fellowship with you. Let's start talking. So God loves, Jesus gives grace, and the Holy Spirit fellowships. Intimacy begins with relationship which is what you have when you accepted christ into your life the holy spirit came to live in you but intimacy begins when you begin to surrender to the holy spirit and you surrendered to the holy spirit by beginning to acknowledge him holy spirit i want you to be a part of my day you're beginning to surrender to him holy spirit What should we do today holy spirit what would you say to me today and that begins surrender i've heard it said like this you receive the holy spirit when you get saved but the holy spirit gets you when you surrender you get the holy spirit he comes and moves in and takes resident residence in you when you receive christ into your life when you get saved but the Holy Spirit gets you when you begin to surrender and have fellowship with Him. Intimacy always brings rest. Intimacy with the Holy Spirit always brings rest. Always. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, verse 30, in the message, one of my favorite verses, are you tired? Worn out burnt out on religion, come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it and learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you, keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. That's intimacy with the Holy Spirit. it starts with, come away with me, get away with me and I'll show you how to recover your life. Intimacy with the Holy Spirit brings rest. And rest causes more intimacy and I, I love that thought because if you've ever been on vacation or you've ever gotten away and it's like a couple of days and you just get to hang out with your significant other or, or, or whatever but you're hanging out with them and you're at rest it, intimacy begins to flow more naturally right It's like, okay, we're at rest, we don't have the things of life, and we get to talk, and all of a sudden, this rest brings more intimacy, and and the intimacy brings more rest as I get to know them better, and and we kind of get on the same page. I know that there's times where Jarrett and I, we can get on two different pages, because just life, you know, you're just going different places, and you haven't had time to connect, and you go, and it's like, you just start to kind of go like this, and then when you get to get away together, and it's like, oh, this reconnection happens, and rest enters back in. So the Holy Spirit says, are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Are you trying to do it your own way? Get away with me. So cultivating a relationship with the Holy Spirit, first thing, Holy Spirit does not want your money, not even your time, not even your sacrifice, as much as he wants your attention. Think about that in this culture too, like we're more apt to like, I'll pay for it. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather, it's my time, so I'd rather give money towards it or because my time is valuable. And the Holy Spirit says, the most important thing to me is your attention. I, I love your attention. James 4 um, verse five says, you are cheating on God if all you want is your own way. Flirting with the world every chance you get, you end up enemies of God and his way. And do you suppose God doesn't care? The proverb has it that he is a fiercely jealous lover. And what he gives in love is far better than anything else you'll find. He's jealous for your attention. He desires to be desired. He longs to be welcomed and he wants to be hosted. I'll say that again. He desires to be desired and he longs to be welcomed and he wants to be hosted. Sometimes there's just times where you just need to wherever you are if you're in your room or you're in your kitchen or in your car and you're just Holy Spirit welcome you're welcome you're welcome you're welcome to come just welcome to talk to me right now whatever you want to say Holy Spirit welcome and sometimes I do that even when I'm just my my thoughts are going and my I'm running a mile a minute and I'm trying to connect and sometimes it's just best to shut it down and say Holy Spirit you're welcome here right now He longs to be hosted, and welcomed, and desired. Intimacy happens when you put away the distractions. Things can wait. Matthew 6 verse 6 says, but when you pray, go away by yourself and shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. It's like, Get away from the distractions. I I do this like, you know, I wake up in the morning and there'll be text messages on my phone and and so, so I'll get up and I'm making my coffee and I'm on my way to pray. I'm on my way to read my Bible and I'm like, making my coffee and I'm checking my messages, answer a few of them, whatever. And then I'm like, oh, I should check my Instagram messages. Instagram messages, check that suddenly I'm watching Instagram stories and that gets my interest. And so then I'm sitting down with my cup of coffee and I have my Bible and I'm just gonna check real quick a couple other things. And before I know it, 30 minutes has gone by and I only have another 30 minutes to read my Bible and I have let distractions come in. And the the Bible says, shut the door to those things. It's actually going to have to, it it doesn't just happen. You're going to have to be like, no, this is my time with the Holy Spirit. This is, this is fellowship. This is, I need this. I need this. This is necessity to me living a Christian life. I need the Holy Spirit. Thinking of distractions and, and uh, I was thinking of, uh, Jarrett and I one time, I'm just telling on our marriage, um. We go went to Boston Pizza, and I am sure this time every couple will know this, okay? Um, So we go to Boston Pizza, and we're on a date, and I'm pumped for it, I got dressed up, and you know, we're going on a date, and we go to sit down, and and we're sitting in a booth, and he's like, oh, you sit here, and I'm like, oh, okay, and so I sit down, you know, and we're sitting there, and I'm talking, and you know, this is our real connect time, and Jared's like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, and I'm like, But you know, it's like mm mm-hmm. And like, are you listening to me? No, I'm watching the game. You guys know, don't you? Yeah, he positioned himself just perfectly. He's like, watch the game. And I know when you guys get together, that's what you guys do. It's like we can have conversation, watch TV, grunt and nod at each other. But when you go out with girls, that ain't not what we do. I want all your attention on me. And we're going to have deep conversations about all the things, right? Sounds like a good time to you guys, doesn't it? (laughs) So whenever Jared's like, you want to go on a date? Like, sure, where do you want to go? BPs, OJs, they're out. No, we're not going there. (laughs) But intimacy needs no distraction. And it's the same thing with the Holy Spirit that we're actually doing that. We're like, hey, Holy Spirit, got something to say? Uh, Mm-hmm, 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 right? And he's like, just put the phone away. I want to actually have interaction with you. I want to talk with you. And what happens when you have come from a place with the Holy Spirit? You come out built up. You come out encouraged. You come out ready. And there's so many of us trying to fight some battles, fight some things, and you have not had intimacy with the Holy Spirit. And you need to be built up to fight those things. Galatians 5.16 says, walk by the Spirit. And I I remember this from being like a kid and be like, we're gonna walk by the Spirit. And I'm like, how? (laughs) Like, is it like, do you leave your body? Like, how do we walk by the Spirit? But you can't walk by the Spirit if you're not talking to the Spirit. And it's actually from that place of fellowship with the Holy Spirit that you begin to walk by the Spirit because it's his leading and it's his guiding you in those times of fellowship that you begin to walk by the Spirit, surrendering to him, obeying his leading, that's walking by the Spirit. But you can't walk by the Spirit if you're not talking to him. And the, and the wonderful thing about it is the more that you talk to the Holy Spirit, the more you walk by the Spirit and the more you walk by the Spirit, the more you'll talk to the Spirit because you'll recognize that he is faithful and his leading and his guiding is good. Another thing is when you have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, there are times of prayer. There are times that you, that, that you pray and you're believing and you do that. But this I'm talking about is fellowship. This is talking with the Holy Spirit. Like I would talk to you, like you would talk to me. It's it's fellowshipping with him. And, and I think what happens a lot of times is we have our Christian checklist where we're like, I've got my hour and I've got to get these things done. I've got to pray for these things and I've got to read my Bible. And by the end of it, I don't have time to talk to the Holy Spirit, but at least I got the things done. And I I was kind of thinking about it as like Mary and Martha, right? You've got Martha and she's got the things, all good things. I'm trying to host Jesus here, people. Like, you know, I'm doing everything that I can. And and Jesus says to Martha, you're worried about a lot of things. Like Mary's picked the most important thing to pay attention to me. Not that those things aren't important. They are. Not that prayer is important. It is. Read the word. Yes, absolutely. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit is the most important thing. Number two is the Holy Spirit wants to work through you. The gifts of the Holy Spirit weren't given to you so you could show off. They were given to you so you could serve with them. So it's a a waking up in the morning and and starting your day as Holy Spirit put me where you would want to put me. I was just listening to a song this week and it's just been wrecking me, listening to it over and over and over again. Put me anywhere. I just wanna see your glory. I'll serve anywhere. Just let me see your beauty. Holy Spirit, just let me see you. When we are the people who only want to wear the gifts and not be the people who serve, The gifts don't become something to help us serve, they become something that serves our pride. It's a quote, I forgot to say that, I didn't come up with it on my own. (laughs) The way we don't begin to operate in pride is to maintain the heart of a servant. That Holy Spirit, I am surrendering to you today that however you wanna use me, put me anywhere. I'll serve anywhere. I don't care what it looks like. I just want you to know that you can use me however you want to use me. And there's a perspective shift that still has to take place in our hearts and lives in our Western church, that being on stage, leading worship, preaching, that this is where the gifts of the Holy Spirit operate. That's not true that's not true the gifts of the holy spirit were not meant for the stage they're used here but they are used exactly where you are too there is no this isn't this isn't this isn't this isn't the i don't know the word but this isn't where you arrive it's It's everywhere. The Holy Spirit wants to operate in you. This is come to church. We get built up. We worship together and we love on each other and we pray for each other and we get built up. But the point of it is so that we go out to do the work of the ministry. We go out and let the Holy Ghost use the gifts in us to touch the world. That's the point. And we, got, we, we shift our perspective. We think like the Holy Spirit's only gonna work when I have a mic or when I'm on the stage or, or when I'm in church. No, 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 no. Thinking of Stephen in the Bible. He wasn't on a stage. He didn't have a platform. He was working in a kitchen. And the Holy Spirit was just working through him, touching people's lives, praying for people, seeing people healed, like. I remember one time Jordan and Tamaris and I, we were in Ontario and uh, we had gone to a conference there. And and it was at the last day of the conference, they were over and we were waiting for our flight to come in. It wasn't coming in until nighttime. And so we thought we would walk downtown. Waterloo? No. I don't remember. We were in a city somewhere. Lon- no, it wasn't London. I don't know. Woodstock, where the music festival is. <laughs> and so we were walking downtown, and we just went for a walk. And there was this little kind of trailer thing. And it was like piercings and tattoos. And we just spur of the moment, like, hey, let's get our noses tattooed. Or Tattooed. <laughs> this is a tattoo. No. Let's get our noses pierced. And so we go in and, and uh, there's this like, you know, kind of rough-ish couple, I mean, rough around the edges, right? And so they're like, yeah, let's do it. And so they pierce our noses and we thought we were like straight rebels. Like we were cool, right? Anyways, and so we go to pay, and we're in, we're in the, um, kind of this area, this waiting room area. And we start to minister to this lady start to prophesy over her, pray over her, and it's just this moment of like, we're not on a stage, we're not anything, we're just people showing up, getting our noses pierced, and suddenly we're praying for this lady, and ministering to her, and we just walked out, just man, rocked that God would use us in this moment. That's that's what we're supposed to be doing. That's what you get to do. That's what I get to do. You are a minister. And lastly, the gifts, his gifts are meant to make you beautiful. They were meant to beautify the church. In 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4, it says, there are many different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. In the message, it says it like this, and I'm going to break this up. God's various gifts are handed out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, but all originate in God's spirit. God's various expressions of power, so there's um, ministries that are carried out everywhere, there's expressions of power are in action everywhere, but God himself is behind it all. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it, everyone benefits, all kinds of things are handed out by the spirit and to all kinds of people and the variety is wonderful. The spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. So there are different gifts that are handed out. God, the Father, hands out operational gifts. And they are handed out to everyone. Everyone everywhere. You are born with a gift. Some some have gifts of, of building and working with their hands and some have talking gifts and some have... I mean, just like thinking gifts and just all kinds of gifts. You think of all the gifts everywhere, people that figure out stuff and people that can build things and people that can study and they're really deep thinkers. And those are gifts that God hands out to humanity. When you're born, he gave you a gift. And then Jesus, his gifts are to the church. His gifts are pastor, teacher, evangelist, prophet, Apostle, Thank you. (laughs) It's like, I know there's five. (laughs) Those are the gifts to the church and therefore the equipping of the body, the equipping of the bride to do the work of the ministry. That's the gifts of Jesus to the church. And then there's the gifts of the spirit. And these are the gifts of the spirit. To one person, the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else, the one spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives to one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only s- a spirit who distributes all these gifts and he alone decides which gift each person can have. But what would happen if God gives operational gifts, right? So what happens if none of us operated in those operational gifts that God handed out? We would have no houses, no electricity, We'd have no haircuts. We'd, have, <laughs> we'd just be walking, walking around. <laughs> or if we didn't operate in the gifts that Jesus gave the church, we wouldn't know anything and just be walking around. <laughs> And I think like there's a part of the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, where we haven't fully stepped into the place of operating in the Spirit of God and functioning in those gifts that He's given us. And I believe that it's time for us as the church to be equipped to begin to flow in the things of the Spirit. Exciting times to go out, imagine what would, what would the world look like? What would Prince Albert look like if we started going out and our Monday looked like each one of us in here praying for somebody, seeing healing, giving words of prophecy, helping somebody out. What would that look like? Just us. And then Tuesday, somebody else maybe two people, maybe three, Wednesday, some more people. Imagine flowing in the gifts of the spirit. I heard a story about um, Billy Graham and, and some Chinese ministers had come from China and they were to spend time in North America with Billy Graham. And they'd spent a significant amount of time with him. And As they were leaving, Billy Graham asked them, so what did you think of the North American church? How we do things? And this is what they replied. It amazes us how much you can get done without the Holy Spirit. I don't wanna be that. And I, I don't wanna be a people that does things in our own strength and our own abilities. Cause I think that the Holy Spirit, sometimes we get afraid of what the Holy Spirit will look like and will it get messy and what's that gonna be like? And a lot of times when you're flowing in the Holy Spirit, there's a waiting that needs to take place sometimes. There's a surrender that takes place. Or sometimes we get afraid of it being fake. But you can't deny something real just because you're afraid of fake. And I. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately. That I'm almost 40. And never in my almost 40, I'm not gonna say 40 yet, Tom there, okay? In my almost 40 years, <laughs> have I ever seen a rise of witchcraft, acceptable witchcraft. It's like this is what we do. And young people just hungering for it, buying into it psychics, mediums, how you see it on TV. It's, it's, it's something that, why? Because people are hungry for, a, for the spirit of God. That they're looking for any spirit. They're looking for the church to begin to flow in the spirit of God. no respecter of persons this is for you as much as it's for me it's for the children I love Bill Johnson says this there is no tiny Holy Spirit you don't get a miniature Holy Spirit the the little ones that come out here they don't have baby Holy Spirits no they have the Holy Spirit and come on what would it look like if we had these little ones laying hands on people But let me tell you something. They need us modeling it. They need us flowing in it. So let's normalize the Holy Spirit. Let's normalize praying for people. Let's normalize flowing in the Holy Spirit. And recognize it's not about the stage. I'm on the stage because Stephen makes me stand up there because of the lights. <laughs> it's, Stephen is anti-Holy Spirit. Just kidding. <laughs> and so I take it back to this. I'm going to end with this, that there is a place for us to begin to cultivate our relationship, fellowshipping with the holy spirit he wants to fellowship with you he wants to lead you in your day he wants to use you he wants to he wants to operate in you so this week here's some homework as as we go this week that you would take five ten minutes put your phone away you're like i need my phone to read the bible Okay. But put your phone away first and take five minutes ten minutes and just sit there and say holy spirit i want i want to begin to learn what it's like to fellowship with you i don't know how to do it i can't tell you how to do it it'd be like me explaining how i talk i mean I wanna learn how to fellowship with you, so I'm just gonna say some things maybe, maybe you talk about something, maybe you just like, what what do you want me to do? How do you want, I don't know, you just do that and then wait and then listen. And if you don't hear anything, and listen, let me say this, you can hear his voice, do not allow the enemy to tell you you can't hear his voice. Because the Bible says my sheep, hear my voice. So you hear His voice. You may need to learn how to do it, but you hear His voice. A lot of times people think when when people get up or when people are talking, they're like, I heard God say, and they think that it sounds like this big, booming voice, like, hello, you know? No, it's never sounded like that to me. He's usually speaking in my thoughts. It's usually like a thought that comes to me. A lot of times it's like, whoa, I didn't, it's like, I couldn't think that fast if I tried kind of a thing. Sometimes it's a knowing on the, it's an impression on the inside of me. It it feels like it's, I'm trying to explain (laughs) my best that I can, but it's like a knowing on the inside of me. And sometimes it's not even profound. And that's okay, lean into that. Sometimes I just like, hi, Holy Spirit, and I just hear, hey, I love you. And that's enough. I love you too, Holy Spirit. And just begin to lean into that. Just give me five, 10 minutes a day of just just do it, just do it, just try. And then do a place of where you surrender, Holy Spirit. If there's anybody that you would put me in their path today, if there's any way you want me to serve today, if there's anything that you're speaking to me that you're like, I want this from you, just tell me what it is, put me in that place, I'll do it. And a lot of times, too, when the Holy Spirit is moving, you'll, you'll, you know, go somewhere and you'll be in a grocery store and you'll see somebody and it's like, I should pray for that person. Whoa, nope. (laughs) That was just me. That was not the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Didn't feel like the Holy Spirit. I promise you, it most likely was. You don't walk around looking for people to pray for, do you? You're like, yes. I want to make myself uncomfortable, you know? (laughs) And, And it's in those places of obedience that you'll begin to hear the Holy Spirit louder. You'll know now, okay. You'll move out and it'll be so scary and, and, and I don't even know what I want to say, just do it, hey, can I pray for you? Or, or whatever it is, hey, I got a word from you. Or, hey, you look really good today. Careful who you say that to, you know, men. <laughs> Maybe it's just an encouragement or something for somebody, but the more that you obey, the more you begin to recognize, "Ah, that's the Holy Spirit's voice and it becomes louder. So we're gonna take time to hear the Holy Spirit's voice, listen to Him, talk to Him, talk to Him about your life. You know, you'll hear me say that a million times, He He just wants to know. You're like, well, He sees it. No, He just wants to fellowship with you. Talk to Him about it, listen to Him, and then surrender yourself to Him. How do you want to use me today, Holy Spirit? Amen? For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.